Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 27th. I have to give a disclaimer before I jump into today's episode. When I started this podcast, my very first episode, I recorded from a storage closet at my work at a hospital. And the reason why I did that and the reason why I talked about it in my first episode is that one of my goals of doing Come Follow Me Daily Dose was to remind me that I always had at least 10 minutes to spend in the scriptures. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I can always find 10 minutes to dedicate to the scriptures. Now, the reason why I tell that story and I give this disclaimer is because there is a karaoke party happening in the background of this episode today. So you will probably hear that at some point, (laughs) and I apologize for it, but it goes back to the roots of why I started this episode, that I was always going to take time out of my day, at least 10 minutes, no matter where I was or no matter what I was doing, to spend time in the scriptures. And that is certainly the case today, as there is a karaoke party happening in the background. So let's jump into the scriptures. We're going to start in Revelations chapter 16, but then we're going to jump backwards and take a look in 15. So I apologize, we're going to be a little bit all over today, but hopefully it can come together and make sense. So in Revelations chapter 16, again, remember, we're seeing apocalyptic scripture here. We're seeing the destruction of Babylon and the destruction of the world before the second coming of Christ. So here in Revelation chapter 16, verse 1, it says, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. So essentially here at the beginning of Revelation chapter 16, we're going to see these seven plagues come upon the earth. In verse 2, we see the first plague, which is a noisome and grievous sore. What's going to be interesting about these is that we're going to see similar plagues to the plagues of Moses's time. The plague of the boils in Moses's time is very similar to this one. Verse three, we see that the waters of the sea turn to blood and all the creatures in the water die. That was also something that we saw the Nile being turned to blood. Verse four, the rivers and the fountains of water turn to blood. So similar, one is the sea, one is the water. Verses eight through nine, we see that the sun scorches the wicked with fire and great heat. Verses 10 through 11, darkness spreads across the kingdom of the devil and the wicked suffer pains and sores. Verses 12 through 16, we see that the waters of the Euphrates River dry up and prepare for the gathering of the kings of the world at Armageddon. And then verses 17 through 21, the seventh plague, there are voices, thunders, lightnings, and great earthquakes. The cities of the nations fall. Babylon receives the cup of God's wrath and great hail falls upon men. Now again, something to keep in mind is this number seven. Seven plagues, seven angels, seven represents a completeness. So we shouldn't be so naive as to think that just because we are members of the church or just because we're trying our best that we are going to be spared from difficult things or trials or hardships. That's not how it works. There is a possibility that really, really great righteous people are going to suffer the consequences of these plagues. Remember, in the time of Moses, there were the plagues that came upon the land, but it wasn't just the wicked that suffered from it. The rivers turned to blood for everyone in Egypt, not just the wicked. 
the frogs and the locusts, all the different plagues that came, affected everyone for the most part. And so we can expect, even when we're doing our best, even when we're trying, even when we're being righteous and following God, we can expect that we will experience at least some effects of hard things. But we shouldn't take that as a sign of God's disfavor or displeasure in us. We just take it as part of mortality, part of mortal life. It's interesting, a couple of years ago when my husband was put in as bishop, I had an accident and put my hand through glass the week after he got put in as bishop. We had a lot of sickness within that first couple of months. We had a fire that happened within the first six months. Car accidents happened within the first year. It was just trial after trial after trial. And what was interesting about it is when we had the fire remediation company come in to kind of help us with cleaning up after the fire, I struck up a conversation with the guy and he was obviously a member of the church. He was making comments on our art and our hymn book and things like that. And so I said, yeah, the funny thing is, is that my husband just got called as bishop and our life has kind of been a dumpster fire ever since. And he said, a dumpster fire, no, but a refiner's fire, yes. And so let's keep that in mind. When we are going through difficult things, even and especially when we are striving to be righteous, that the Lord refines even the righteous and that he can use these difficult things to refine us if we'll turn to him in these difficult things. But now understanding that, let's take a look at some verses that we studied yesterday and see how they can tie in. Revelation chapter 15 verses 2 through 4 say, And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand upon the sea of glass, having the harps of God. So those who can overcome the beast, those who can overcome the adversary and temptation, those who can live in righteousness, can experience that peace from God. And then it says, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. Now, what was the song of Moses? It was the song that the children of Israel sang in gratitude after they had overcome the Pharaoh and after they had been freed from Egypt. And my friends, as we overcome the beast, as we gain that victory over the adversary, as we gain victory over the world and our trials and temptations and hardships, we also will sing the song of Moses, that song of gratitude in praise for our Father in heaven. So the question then becomes, how do we do it? How do we overcome the adversary? How do we overcome the trials and the temptations of this world? Well, the beautiful thing is that we learned two weeks ago in Revelations chapter 12. Remember, that's the vision of the war in heaven. And listen to how we overcame the scripture says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. But remember how we changed it to make it more personal? It says, and we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, and we loved not our lives unto the death. Oftentimes we call that war in heaven the war in heaven, right? Like a war that was had and now it's over. But really what it should be called is the war that began in heaven. Because when we overcame the adversary by the power of our testimonies of Jesus Christ, Satan and the third part that followed him, they weren't destroyed, they were cast out. 
They were cast to earth. And we continue that war today with them. They continue to try to destroy our agency by tempting us to disobey the commandments of God. Every single one of God's commandments was given to us with the purpose of protecting our agency. And they are still trying to destroy that agency by getting us to disobey our Father in heaven. And my friends, we overcame the adversary once through the power of our testimony. And that is how we will continue to overcome the adversary in our lives. Listen to how Elder Scott put it. He said, A strong testimony gives peace, comfort, and assurance. It generates the conviction that as the teachings of the Savior are consistently obeyed, life will be beautiful, the future secure, and there will be a capacity to overcome the challenges that cross our path. A testimony grows from understanding truth, distilled from prayer and the pondering of scriptural doctrine. It is nurtured by living those truths in faith and the secure confidence that the promised result will be obtained. Your personal security and happiness depend on the strength of your testimony, for it will guide your actions in times of trial and uncertainty. My friends, if you are experiencing trial and uncertainty, the way to go, the thing to do is to build your testimony by developing faith in Jesus Christ and faith in the principles of the gospel. Doing this will give us strength and power to overcome this world, to overcome the adversary, and to experience the peace that only our Father in heaven can pour out upon us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.